Thank you for tuning in to the Anchored Ruby. My name is Crystal Swass. I am a master practitioner in neurolinguistics programming, master life and success coach, the author of The Truth About Lemonade, and your host, teaching you how to break through bondage in truth and how to be anchored in purpose, promise, and prosperity. So on our last episode, we discussed the power of words and communication. What we speak is a direct reflection of the condition of our hearts. So just to recap on this, um, our unconscious mind has a platform of all these experiences that we have gone through, right? We receive 2.8 billion bits of information every single second. And when we're communicating, those bits of information are processed through a bunch of filters and we react and respond based on what is going on in our unconscious mind. A lot of times it is a reflection of the hurt or the trauma that we have unresolved. The Bible says that out of the heart, the mouth will speak. And I love to give this example too. Um, let's say for example, you ask me at two o'clock in the afternoon to borrow $5. Well, I, I have no problem with giving you $5 at two o'clock in the afternoon. But if you ask me at 2 a.m. and you call me and ask me to borrow $5, of course, the time and place and mood of how I am at 2 a.m. is going to be very different than at 2 p.m. And I'm going to react and respond very differently, right? So all of these things contribute to how we communicate with other people. Today, we're going to be talking about what love actually is. In our communication and how we um, communicate with the people that we love are a reflection of what's going on in our heart. How does our understanding of love affect how we actually love in our relationships, in our marriages? In 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, this is everybody knows this verse. It's spoken at weddings, it's in cards and on, on, in artwork. And it says, love is patient. Love is kind. It is not jealous. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not selfish or self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. It always protects always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails. Now imagine how much different our relationships would be and how much different our communication would be in our marriages and in our relationships if we actually applied 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 to those things, right? But what is love? 1 John 4, 8 says, But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. What am I getting at? 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 is a description of what love actually is. Okay? These are characteristics of who God is, and it should be how what we are striving to be in our relationships, not only our romantic relationships, but our relationships with our kids and our friends and our colleagues and strangers, right? We are called to love God and love others, love your neighbor. What does that mean? That means to be patient, kind, 
not jealous. Do not boast. Do not be proud. Do not dishonor them or gossip about them. It is not selfish or self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It doesn't keep record of the past or wrongs. It does not delight in evil, or re- but it rejoices in the truth, right? All of these things, these are These are characteristics of God and should be a reflection of who we are. But if we do not know God, then we don't know love at all. There are many people that think that they understand love, that they know what love is, and they don't know God. And if you don't know God and you don't know the characteristics of who he is, then it is impossible for you to understand what love is. Now, my grandma uh, used to tell me all the time, Crystal, don't pray for patience. Whatever you do, do not pray for patience. And the reason we don't pray for patience, right, is because when we pray for certain things, certain characteristics, God is going to, he is going to put us to the test. He is going to help exercise those muscles to become stronger. If we want our, our biceps or our legs to become stronger, we have to work them out, right? And the same goes for patience. Um, there's also a saying that says, a watched pot never boils. Now, why am I bringing up patience? The first characteristic of love is patience. The definition of patience is, is this. The ability to wait for a long time without becoming annoyed or upset. Okay, we all understand that. It also means the ability to remain calm and not become annoyed when dealing with problems or difficult people. Okay, we understand that as well. But this one actually really stuck out to me, especially when we're talking about our marriages or our relationships. Patience is the ability to give attention to something for a long time without becoming bored or losing interest. I'm going to say that again. Patience is the ability to give attention to something for a long time without becoming bored or losing interest. A lot of marriages fall apart. A lot of relationships, romantic relationships fall apart because the people that are in them do not understand the definition of love, who God is, and it begins with patience. Ephesians 4, 2 says, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love. Okay. It all goes hand in hand. So, um, how we love others versus how we receive love is two totally different things, right? When we understand love, we understand that love is about giving and it not, has nothing to do with what we receive in return. Oftentimes we are loving others the way that we want or desire to be loved. I don't know um, if you've ever heard of the five love languages, but I love this book and this concept about how people receive love. When you understand how you receive love and how others receive love, it's a lot easier to, to love that person, right? So my son's love language, his number one love language is touch. And he loves hugs. He is constantly um, hanging on me and loving on me in that way. And my love language is not touch. 
I am not big on um, hugs or or being touched. That's but when I love on my son, I I love him the way that he receives love, not the way that I'm hoping to receive that love, right? So when we do this, when we are loving others the way that we want to love or we desire to be loved, we're being selfish. When we do this, we are unconsciously self-seeking the love we hope to receive rather than self selflessly giving love away. And then we become annoyed, right? We live in a culture, in a society that is built upon selfish ambitions, which is not a definition of love at all. It's not the definition or the characteristics of God. God is selfless. The world is selfish. We give gifts to receive something, right? It's an unconscious thing. And many people will say that they don't, but they actually do. If you give a gift to somebody and they receive it and they don't say thank you or they don't show excitement, how many of us, we're all human, we feel a little bit discouraged, right? We wanted them to be excited. We wanted them to say thank you or to praise us in some way. But that's still, we are still expecting to receive something. We pursue and love others, but when it isn't returned in the way that we want, We walk away or withhold love from that person. That is not being loved. That is not being patient, right? How many times have we done this in relationships? How many times have you been on social media and you see people complaining about what it means to be treated like a queen, right? Um, Girl, he needs to treat you like a queen. He needs to do this, that, and the other. And if he doesn't do that, he doesn't deserve your love or what it means to be treated like a king. If she doesn't do this, that, and the other, she doesn't deserve to have X, Y, and Z, right? Love is supposed to be an unconditional gift. But society is telling us that in order as women to be treated as queens, We are to receive these things. And if we don't, we don't give in return. There's a big difference between being a queen and being a princess. And not many people understand the difference. A princess will throw tantrums. A queen knows when it is time to speak and when it is time to be silent. She is gentle in all of her ways, right? We do not give love in order to receive something. We, when you actually love a person and you understand that they are a creation of God and you see God within them and you love God because you know love, because you know God, you will love them without receiving anything with a patience. How many, how many wives listening right now have said that they aren't going to give their husband sex because he didn't do the dishes or help with the kids, right? How many husbands that are listening have said that they aren't going to help their wives because they worked hard all day and deserve whatever it is they feel like they deserve? Here's the thing. Love isn't a bribe for what we want. It is a free gift that we give graciously. And it begins with patience. 1 Corinthians 13 begins with love is patient for a very specific reason. Because you cannot be kind. You cannot, um, 
you know, live without jealousy or live without boasting or be humble um, without being patient for another person. In this past season, and the Lord um, has really put me through a boot camp. And one of the things that he started um, this quote boot camp with was that he instructed me to read 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 daily. And every day I would begin with love is patient and then I would stop, right? I would get sidetracked or I actually wasn't being patient. And, and that's the irony, right? Um, I didn't realize at that time in the beginning that what God was doing in me was cultivating what I had been praying for and it wasn't patience. I was praying for a gentle and quiet spirit. But in order to have a gentle and quiet spirit, I have to learn patience. I have to learn patience in order to understand how to truly love. How can you love another person if you do not understand how to be patient with them in trying times or how to be patient in your waiting, in your times of waiting, right? If we truly understand that love begins with God because he is the definition of love, and we understand how patient he is with us. Shouldn't we also be patient with those we claim to love? Do you understand love? Are you loving other people um, the way that God is telling you to love them? Because if you're not loving them with all humility and patience and selflessness, right, then you're not actually loving. Patience is actually one of the hardest lessons to learn. It, nobody, nobody likes being patient. It goes against the very nature of our flesh and who we are and what society has taught us, right? We live in such, such a fast-paced society. We have the attention span of a goldfish of about seven seconds. To be patient, we have to be selfless rather than selfish. We are, oh, we are born selfish. How impatient are children? If you have ever had a child or you've ever seen a child throw a tantrum, you know how impatient and selfish they are. We are born this way. This is our flesh nature. But God wants to cultivate in us patience. Why? Because when we understand how to be patient, we can now understand how to love others. To be patient, we must be still rather than being in a hurry. You, you know, we to be patient is to be still rather than being in a hurry to speak or to be angry or to walk away from our relationships. It's so easy, right? To walk in the other direction. It's so easy to lose our temper. It's so easy to be quick to speak. It is very challenging to be patient and quiet and humble. The Bible says even a fool appears wise when he is quiet. Even a fool will appear wise when he is patient with another person. Imagine how many arguments in your relationships that could have been diffused in your life if you were just still and patient for a moment. Slow to respond, slow to anger, right? Imagine how many relationships could have been salvaged if you were just patient in that moment to understand 
why that person was upset or why that person was reacting and communicating the way that they were. Remember what I spoke about in communication. Out of the heart, the mouth will speak. So when somebody is impatient with you, if somebody is angry with you, if somebody is lashing out at you, if you are patient in that moment, you'll be able to understand and discern where their hurt is coming from, right? How much more peace would you have in your life, in your relation, and in your relationships if you were just patient, right? Like chill, chill out, be cool, be calm. But we don't want to be patient, right? Because patience actually um, requires us to have self-control. And a lot of us don't have self-control in order to be patient. How many times have you been sitting in traffic? We have all done this. I mean, I have driven to Miami and back for so many years. How many of us have been sitting in traffic cursing out the person who just cut you off and didn't use their blinker? You could be listening to praise and worship music one moment and then the next moment completely losing your cool on the person flicking them off or using hand gestures that you shouldn't be using all because you lost your patience, right? In that moment, were you being an example of love? And maybe they didn't even see you, but guess what? God sees you. Are you being an example of love? Take note of how you internally feel when you aren't patient with other people. You feel anxious. You feel stressed. Maybe you even feel angry. Your blood pressure becomes higher. You become hot and you get hot flashes, right? And you just, your whole mood changes because you were impatient with the person that cut you off. And so now you go to work and you're impatient with your coworker, you're impatient with your child, or you're impatient with your spouse, right? You lose all self-control and then love actually goes out the window. If you want to understand what love is and how to communicate in your relationships properly, if you want to salvage your marriage or your relationship, you must first understand that real love begins with patience. Okay, and maybe you're not in a marriage. Maybe you're not in a relationship. Maybe you are in a season of waiting alone. But if God is love, and you love God, and God loves you, and you are in this um, still place where God is telling you, do not move, be patient, that is out of love. God is very patient with us. Sometimes we have to be patient with God in a season of waiting. But we also have to remember how patient he is with us. Sometimes God will have us in a season of waiting and patience um, to cultivate certain things within us, right? Because he loves us. He is patient with us because he loves us. In the same way, sometimes, you know, we have to be extra patient with our kids while they're throwing their tantrums. Why? Because we love them. Sometimes we have to be patient with our spouse or the person that we're in a relationship with. Be patient for them to hear us. Be patient for God to change them. Patient for their wounds to heal. Many times we get in relationships um, not realizing that the people that we're getting into relationships with are also dealing with baggage that they didn't unpack before they got into that relationship with us. They're dealing with wounds that maybe we will never even know about, right? And because 
We don't understand fully what it means to love. We are being selfish and we are expecting them to give to us something that we should actually be getting from God. And when they don't give it to us, we become impatient in that relationship, right? But what is one of the definitions of patience? The ability to give attention to something for a long time without becoming bored or losing interest. When you lose interest in a relationship, it, in, it's usually because you're being selfish in that relationship and you're not getting what you think you deserve, right? Sometimes we have to be patient also with ourselves, right? Because love begins with patience. We have to be patient in our season of waiting and in our healing. God is working in us all of the time. And in our patience, in our waiting, God is cultivating perseverance in us, right? Love never fails. It perseveres. Last episode, I talked about what it means to um, be slow to speak, slow to get angry and quick to listen. This all involves patience in order to be still and know that God is in control in everything, in every season of our life, in our relationships with our children and our spouses and our romantic relationships and our work in traffic. God is still in control when he tells you, be still and know my child that I am God. It involves being patient with God. If you truly want to love another person correctly, if you truly want to know what love is, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, it begins with patience. Love is patient. In order to be kind, in order to be gentle, in order to be selfless, in order to be slow to speak and slow to anger and quick to listen, you must understand patience. As always, I love to end my episode with a prayer. Father God, I thank you so much for each and every person listening to this episode. Father, I pray that the seeds that are planted bear much fruit of patience within them. I pray that you will cultivate in them a peaceful and quiet spirit and that you will teach them through me what it actually means to love and who you are because, Father God, we cannot love if we do not know you because you are love. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you haven't given your life to Christ or you're looking to find that peace, feel free to find me on Facebook at Crystal Swass or on Instagram at Crystal Swass. And if you're wanting more information about my coaching programs or how to break through to your breakthrough, you can find me at www.crystalswass.com. A special thank you to River of Heaven Radio Network for allowing us to have this show to speak truth to the nations and help you remember that you were created with purpose, on purpose, and for a purpose.